come on, you should be doing great. I want to just first of all start off by saying happy Thanksgiving, Redeemer family. Amen. I want to read you a, just a short poem here. It goes like this. May your stuffing be tasty. May your potatoes and gravy have nari a lump. May your yams be delicious and your pies take the prize. And may your Thanksgiving dinner stay off your thighs. Happy Thanksgiving once again. Uh, I want to read the, the same Psalms that, uh, that, that we read today. And, and I want you to think about uh, in giving thanks that God has called us to serve. That's part of what it talks about there. That he, he's called us to serve. And as I look at the community of believers here today, uh, I see and I reflect from this year all the service we've done to the people of God and all the service you've done as the church. We've got a lot to be thankful for today. Amen. Thanksgiving is a special day. Thanksgiving is more than just one day of giving thanks, just like my brother-in-law Ray said. It's every day we should be giving thanks. So Psalms 100 reads like this. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. It says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And when I think of all ye lands, I think of all the different people from different countries within our local body. And as we go to, to the field, we all give thanks to God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, entering into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. The Bible teaches that we ought to serve the Lord with gladness. And I am so proud of every one of you as I see you serving in your ministries. And, uh, you know, like Pastor said, the trick is that we were gave away. All of you that came out, it couldn't be done without every one of us. Uh, harvest, wow. I didn't even come, but I knew nobody was on the streets at my house, so they all must have been a church of the Redeemer. And I think they were. But that couldn't be done without your service to God. Together, we should make a joyful noise. Together, we should make a joyful noise. The Bible also teaches that standing giving is a duty. Verse 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And that's what we do when we come on this day. We sang worship songs. We bless the Lord with thanksgiving. That's why we're here. To thank him because we realize that without him we're nothing. And without him we have nothing. It is, he is God. Salmo 100 es un salmo de acción de gracia. El versículo 1 dice, aclamar con jubilú al Señor toda la tierra. Servir al Señor con alegría. Venir antes él con cánticos de jubilú. Saber que el Señor es Dios, Él nos hizo y no nosotros, y nosotros mismos, pueblos suyos somos y ovejas de su prado. 
entrar por sus puertas con acción de gracia y a sus atrios con alabanza, porque el Señor es bueno para siempre. Es su misericordia y su felicidad por todas las generaciones. La Biblia nos enseña que debemos servir al Señor con alegría y todos juntos aclamar con júbilo al Señor. Dile eso que lo hemos hecho cada semana y sin todos ustedes no hemos podido hacer el trabajo a servir al Señor. Y sí le damos gracias porque nos ha dado la oportunidad a servirle. The Bible commands us to give thanks unto the Lord. It's not only a duty, it's a delight. You know, uh, as a pastor and, and you as servants of God, I see here today because it's the delight to serve God. We should do it as a delight unto him, to serve him. Psalms 105, verse 1, reads like this. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. In Salmo 105, versículo 1, nos dice, Da gracias al Señor, invocar su nombre, dar a conocer sus obras entre los pueblos. This time I'd like to show a, a video of... Uh, of our trip to Nicaragua and uh, our mission trip to Nicaragua. And, and this mission trip can't be done without all of you. It, it, you know, you just didn't see uh, 16 of us from Church of the Redeemer or in the local churches just go out there. You all had a part in some way in sending us there. And that's why we come together as a, as a joint community of believers to worship God, to give thanks to God as we serve God, to, to come and shout and sing. Uh, I can't help. I really can't help. But uh, when I come here on a Sunday to focus on my Lord and just remember what he's done for me, how he was faithful to my mom's prayers. And as you see this video, you'll see my son. You'll see my, my, my other son. You'll see my, my grandson. You'll see my sister Louise's granddaughter. You'll see my sister Celia. You'll see my, sister, my brother-in-law Danny. Why? Because from generation to generation... He is faithful, and his word does not come back void. Amen. Pastor Mike was a heroin addict until I was 30 years old. 32 years come this December, I'll be serving the Lord. He was faithful to my mother. He'll be faithful to you. He'll be faithful to us because he is God. There is no other. He created the heavens and earth. He created you and me. And even when all of this is all said and done in infinity, he'll still be God. That's who he is. So you, we have so much to be thankful for. I purpose in my mind, in my heart, in my soul every time I come to get my mind off everything else. Because, you know, I know where I would be. You know where I would be? I'd be in hell today. I really would. Heroin, I'd be in hell today. And many of you probably so. Why? Because you neglected to accept Christ Jesus as your Savior. But he's given us that privilege. And we have a lot to thank him today. Sister Feb.
Ivory, she's out there somewhere. There she is. Okay, hi again. Um, okay, I just want to start off by saying God did not call me to work in dentistry. <laughs> okay, that was not my calling, but Oh my gosh, this trip, I could go on and on. It was absolutely amazing. Um, so as soon as we got down there and we landed and we get out of the plane, you just automatically feel the humidity and the moisture, but like the dryness in the air. So that was definitely one of the like the downsides, but the good sides of Nicaragua. But it was just, it made it so absolutely beautiful because it was so green out there. And God was blessing this land with such, like, beautiful plants and flowers and vegetation. Um, and so, like, from us, for us, from our eyes, it was very different from seeing things out here to seeing the houses and the people and with the things they were wearing and the things they had and the animals and everything out there. When you're driving in the bus down these streets, you just see, like, poverty and, like, sadness on these, well, not on their faces, but, like, it just seems sad to us, but... 
you can see that God has blessed them so much because they're just so happy with what they have, and they just know that they're blessed with what they have. So they make the most of everything they have. And so it was great to go to these churches and give them more because they were just so happy. There were so many times, like, I was working with child evangelism where I'll just be standing there or I'm helping with something, and I turn around and there's, like, three kids hugging me. And it was just, it was just such a blessing to be that light and show them what they don't get to see all the time. And I just, like, want to say thank you again by wrapping it up. But just say thank you to everybody because I know everybody, like he, like Pastor Mike was saying, that you all, like, blessed us somehow to get there, like, with fundraising and just giving and just having an open heart and smiling and just telling us, like, good luck or many blessings, like, things like that. It just made our day, and it made it so much better while we were out there. So thank you. <laughs> I just want to uh, present to Pastor Paul and his wife Monica a small token of our appreciation. And really, it's not from, from just from uh, IGO Missions. It's really from all of you because, like I said, we're all part of this church. And uh, as I think of this, uh, this, this, this scripture, Pastor, that, that God has called us to serve with gladness. And uh, you're a gift of God to the church, to our church, to us. And, uh, and to see you serve always with gladness. Gladness in the tough times. Gladness in the good times. Because let me, you all know already, walking as Christians is not always easy. But God says, serve him with gladness, with joy, with a song in your heart. Amen. And what? He'll be good to you, faithful to you. He created you. You're his children. And that is such a blessing. So, Pastor, we'd like to present just a small gift for you and Sister Monica. This heavy one, watch out for it because... Uh, yeah, it could break, and that one, it won't break, but thank you so much, Pastor. You're welcome. Like I said, it's from the whole church. Thank you. Thank you, Ivory. Amen. You know, what you saw there was just a, a portion of what we did. That went on every day, five days that we ministered. We did three pastors' conferences. I'm talking about Foursquare AG. Uh, with the top churches there, uh, had two doctors, uh, PhDs go, Dr. Palil, and uh, his, uh, uh, his daughter, Ashita, who's a, a PhD candidate. And these pastors were so much in appreciation. You see in one video there where we gave 100 Bibles to pastors that didn't have a Bible or leaders it didn't have a Bible. So we, we were, while we were there, we purchased 100 Bibles. So at these conferences, we were giving these Bibles out. Uh, this trip, like Ivory kind of said, I kid you not, take it very seriously. They did not, their, their day was 16 to 18 hour days plus. We would come in to dinner at 9, 9.30 at night to dinner, to sit at the table. We hadn't even started eating at that time. So by the time they'd finish up eating dinner, go to the room and get ready, they needed to be up at 5.30 the next morning because we were out. Every destination we went to was two and a half hours there and two and a half hours back. Four-wheeling, did you see in that big old bus? 20 kilometers on a dirt road 
That's four-wheeling in a big old 40-passenger bus. What do you think about that, Biebs? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Four-wheeling. The pastors, uh, I, I knew, the, past, I knew the, the dad was the presbyter of the AG Church in Nicaragua, but the son was driving us. He says, man, if my brother knew where you took us. <laughs> but, you know, when I took this trip and I went to scout it, I told uh, some of the, the doctors selling us, I, I want to go to the five hardest communities there is. This was right after Hurricane Nate. So you can imagine some of these areas were pretty. Real. When we went into one church the second day, they were uh, a foot and a half of water in the sanctuary. They had pumped it out the day before. That community needed us there. We split our team up two different ways. Um, Dental went to do uh, uh, at the orphanage to pull teeth and do. We were pulling teeth. Did you see Dr. Chris there? My son, that was him doing dentistry. Uh, Two dentists that I had, uh, they they worked with him and, and showing him how to do pulling of some teeth and do cleaning and he took to it very, very well. Just was, went to work. Uh, but under their supervision, uh, th- it was it was just a very 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 hard trip. But you know what? I, I you know, th- thank the team. I'm not kidding you. They they deserve a great round of applause. Like Ivy said, it was no joke uh, for for all week. One day of relaxation, and even that was no joke. Uh, but uh, three preaching services. Pastor Mike would get in at 9, 9.30, and if we got in at 8, then I'd go to a service because I had another booking already. So I'd take the minister that I had picked for that day and my interpreter if I needed him, and we were off getting back. I'll be coming home like this, my head just going. But you know what? I love God so much. I love his word. I love the opportunity to proclaim the good news wherever the door opens. And when I'm in countries like this, they need the good news. And they want the good news. When you take medical teams into areas uh, like this where they've never had a, a tooth pulled, can you imagine that? You're hurting, you've never had, you wait till they fall off. Or you heard, Pastor, how my dad told me, he says, tie a string, put it on the door, and slam it. It'll come out real easy, right? They do that kind of stuff, but they don't have uh, medical. They said the, the, the government would come in once a year, and they'd come and give them three or four pills. They don't have anything. We took so much medicine that we could meet every need. It, it was such a blessing. Or just to get a pair of reading eyeglasses. You see there, Dr. Sally and, and, and her, Dr. Pilio. They would read John 3.16. Sister Sally has a way of winning souls. She gets a little, you know, one of these charts for, for eye seeing. He, she goes through that. Now she says, can you read that for me in the Bible? And they're looking at her. You know, this scripture right here. For God so loved the world. That it, and then she goes, you know what that means? And just in everything we would do, we would find a way to proclaim the gospel. Nobody ever got a prescription without sitting with a counselor. Nobody got a pair of eyeglasses without hearing the good news. Nobody got dental work without the gospel being proclaimed. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of people. Our team was always 32 to 36 strong. 
on a 40 passenger bus plus luggage and everything. Um, uh, but God was good. We did a widow's ministry. Uh, 46 widows came out to this event. Celia was in charge of it, and uh, Sheetha was going to proclaim the good news. It ended up being that it wasn't going to be till 5 o'clock. Most of our preachings were after 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. After we did our outreach, we then we did our preaching. Uh, these widows were coming from six miles. They're widows walking. The churches, they would take a taxi. They would even send a taxi to get these widows. They would come in wheelchairs, some of those in wheelchairs. We'd have to carry them up to the church. Well, the day that we did the widow's ministry, we were planning on giving them a bag. And we had prepared, we had bought, took, taken things from uh, here, from home. So you had from food bank, and we were preparing. Well, we forgot the bags. So uh, we, Celia goes, what are we going to do? She goes, well, since we forgot the bags, Danny, <laughs> I'm going to give each widow $10, and I'm going to pay for it. You know, $10 in Nicaragua for that widow. But, you know, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I, I knew it was the Holy Ghost. We didn't forget it. God knew what these widows needed. $10 was, was equal to one good day's wages, 300 and I think 10 Cordova. So she goes, do you have it, Mike? And, I'm, and if you look at me, <laughs> if you look at me in that, any of all those pictures, you always see me carrying this bag. You never see me without the football. That's what we call it, the football beeps. That football can't be fumbled because I have all our money there. I leave what I can leave in the bank at the hotel, but other than that, it's got to come with me. And so everybody knows what the football is. When, for some reason or the other, I fumble it, somebody picks it up. So I go, yeah, okay, let me see if I have enough to break it down as $10 a piece. We did. And wow, if you should have just seen these widows. I mean, it broke my... Widows and widowers. When I talk about widows, I'm talking about men and women. Widows and widowers. Wow, it was just, you know, breaks your heart. Just We know so well because we were raised by a widow. My mom, my father passed away. So we know so well how what it is to be uh, the life of a widow, right? Well... That was just part of it. We took 2,000 uh, Book of Johns. 2,000 Book of Johns. 5,000 Bible tracts. 100 Bibles. You know, when I got to customs, and this happens to me most of the time. So this is where prayer and fasting, and Paul, be a witness. I came to prayer, and I said, I'm fasting, because part of the 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 four inward uh, disciplines of a believer is meditation, prayer, fasting, and, and the reading of God's word. So fast, I always fast, because I don't know what I'm going to encounter. What's gonna, what's, what, what will be ahead? Well, customs had stopped our team. They said, pull this luggage, pull that luggage, and there I am. I'm going, oh, my goodness. There's all the eyeglasses, there's all the Bibles, there's all... I declared nothing. 
So they call me. I, I already know. I'm going to go up there and defend my team. Okay. Uh, yes, es que es la problema. Well, por esto no puede traer los lentes. You can't bring the glass. And no puede traer los, los, los vitaminas. I took thousands of vitamins for those kids up there. Kids ministry. You don't, just to give them some vitamins to, for a month. Uh, I squared it away. They go, look it. We're going to let you through this time, but the laws have changed, and you should, you got to understand, you can't just do that. I go, okay, next time I'll try to get clearance through customs. It takes a year to get clearance through customs. I'd rather pay through my customs agent, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray and fast, and every time he makes a way. I declare when they say, but God always makes a way. And my team can be witnesses in Oaxaca, in El Salvador. Same situation. That's where your prayers come in. That's where your fasting comes in. So those go through, and then they pull the big one, which my dentist didn't tell me. She brought anesthesia and syringes. Can you imagine boxes of anesthesia, syringes? You've got to have doctor's clearance. They call me again, and I go, oh, my goodness. I just told her I had nothing else. Now you're making me feel like a liar. I go, you know, I apologize. I really apologize. Go ahead. I'll let you go this time. Can you see how God moves? God is a great God. When they say in the scripture, he's the creator and, and infinity and, and that he is the great I am. He, he's the sovereign God. He is. He is. He's got control. I don't doubt it one minute. I don't even doubt it. But praise the Lord. Five copies of Edificando Gente Discipulado. I always take the discipleship program with me from the Assemblies of God. You know, it is such a blessing, Pastor. Those pastors, our pastors are uh, uh, pastors over other pastors. So they get that copy, and they will copy that copy because it's such an easy way for them to preach the gospel because they haven't been educated or Bible school. Wow. When I take, I'm so excited, Pastor. You know how you used to get the, your books, Pastor, right? Man, they, they're tender. They're the Word of God. I take it with a lot. I mean, I'm carrying from here. People go, why do you take it all the way from here? You can, I can't copy it over there. I have 50 pounds of paper. Just to get over to Nicaragua. But these people are hungry for it. Like I said, we went to five different communities. Two and a half hours of travel each way. Five hours a day. 14 to 18 hours every day. You read up there. 150 medical patients on a daily basis. Approximately 800. What would happen is, I, when I went to Scott, I told the pastors, give everybody a number from 1 to 50. From 1 to 75, we see in the morning. And in the dental, give from 1 to 40. And from 1 to 40, we see in the morning. And from 41 to 75 in the evening. The same thing with the eyeglasses. Well, you know, how can, you know everybody knows how, how we are. Everybody showed up at the same time thinking, if I get here first, I'm first. Every place is like a riot. You think, you think when we have our reach, it's a problem. No, it's a... My sister Celia, you know how hard of a worker she is? She came back in a wheelchair. Truly. She was tired, exhausted, beat up. But you know what? What did this psalm say? We serve God with gladness. She did the harvest festival a week later. Right, Pastor? A week later. 
She did the turkeys. You've seen her, and she's doing it with joy and gladness and ready to go again. That's what this psalms talk about. He created you to be service to him, to do it gladly. No quorums about it. But you know what? He'll be faithful to you. Do you see what he talks about from generations? You've seen all my children there. You've seen Christopher and little Christopher. You've seen Ivory. You've seen my sister and my sister, my wife. You see it here in the church. God will be faithful to you. To all the generations, he will be faithful. He's truthful. He don't lie. What he says, he'll do. Even when it looks impossible. I'm a good witness and testimony. My mom prayed here for 15 years till I came to Christ. 15 years when I think about it. Now I go, man, I'm glad I didn't do that with my sons. 15 years of worrying and waiting and watching and waiting in anticipation what we'll be talking about next week, in anticipation of when her son would get saved. But our God, your God, he's faithful. Amen. 107 adult accepted Christ. It's a tough battle. You know why? Because we're battling Catholicism there. Everybody there got an answer to Papa. The high priest of the Catholic Church. They're number one there. They needed services. They'd come, but they were looking over their shoulders. Is Papa looking? Is anybody from the church watching? But they needed the services. They needed to have a tooth pulled. They needed medical attention. They wanted the eyeglasses, but they're always watching. And 107 people came to the Lord. That was a, that was a miraculous. To me, that was miraculous. In child evangelism, I'd say about 250. You've seen every... In every community we went to, I took piñatas. I think about this ahead of time. Because I just told you, I was a child of a widow and a father that struggled in his salvation as a young man. I know what the need is of the community. I know what it is to give turkeys and to get a turkey. I know what it is to have the church bring me a box of food and, and toys and rejoice and be happy. I know what that feels like. And thank God that we have a church in the community that provides that service to this community. And as I always said, to the hub of the San Gabriel Valley, we stand as a light, the Church of the Redeemer, which is still marching from generation to generation. And you're all part of that. We're a family. We're a people called of God, holy. We are a holy people. You got a lot to be thankful for this year. Just on, on that premise of who your God is. Then think about all the things he's done for you personally. The good doctor's reports you got. Amen. The job that you had. Amen. The good things that have happened to you. The wife you've just encountered. The long struggles you had had in life, but today you're free. The chains of bondage have been broken. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Your children are going to college and they're blessed. Amen. You have a great home to live under and a roof. Yes, sometimes there is hard times. And maybe today you're going through a hard time. But what God says, I'm faithful. I'm a faithful God from generation to generation. So I don't know where you're at today. But what you've seen these miracles that God is doing. And you see the miracles that God is doing in the church. I don't know what your need is today. 
But your God, amen, he is a good God. He is a good God. He loves you because he is a good God. So today, the ministry continues because we left money in Nicaragua. And I want to just share with you that uh, we left the tracks, the Bibles, the medicine. I already got videos that I didn't even show of this ministry already going to the widows of feeding in ministry and the preaching of the gospel still being proclaimed. So today, we're still an extension. Church of the Redeemer is still marching in Nicaragua. I'd like to show Alaska clip and I'd like Sister Basurto to come on up. And we're going to share what we did in Durango this year. Amen. Durango, Mexico. If I just put the different places we went out this year, but I want Sister Basurto to come up. She's still here? Yeah, she is. Sister Susie? And we're going to end with that. hermanos en esta mañana Happy Thanksgiving ah, como ustedes está, ah, están mirando lo que, que acabamos de presentar es por la por la, el apoyo de ustedes de cada uno de ustedes verdad 
Eh, nosotros empezamos hace siete años solamente las hermanas. Ahí donde vamos es un pueblo donde nosotros nacimos, ¿verdad? Hace, uh, en el año 71 salimos de ahí. Y gracias a la Iglesia del Redentor, por, porque ella, ellos, esta iglesia nos, uh, nos adoptó, nos está apoyando. Nuestra misión no es tan grande como la que presentó el hermano May, pero ¿cuántos de ustedes saben que el ir a, a abrir camino en piedras es algo difícil sí. para el humano? Pero Dios es tan maravilloso que Él puede romper corazones de piedra. Y solamente nosotros tenemos que tener la disponibilidad de ir. Como el pastor May dice, ellos van de muchos, nosotros solamente somos ocho personas y casi todas somos mujeres. De ahí tenemos, si ustedes miraban la primera foto, llegamos en vas con todo el cargamento, hay que esperar que vayan por nosotros, hay que empezar a limpiar, gracias a Dios, porque hasta este año hemos tenido una casa donde hemos llegado, ¿verdad?, este año nos dijeron que ya el otro año no nos lo, no, no, no lo van a prestar, pero sabemos que si es la voluntad del Señor, Él va a abrir otra casa. Tenemos que empezar a limpiar, tenemos que empezar a arreglar, tenemos que empezar a, a invitar a todo el pueblo. Y como dice la jovencita, Dios no me ha llamado para el dentista, pero cuando uno va a la misión, uno va a hacer lo que Dios le ha llamado y lo que no le ha llamado. Porque uno está ahí y es para hacer todo lo que se necesita hacer y acomodarse a lo que hay. Entonces, tenemos nosotros ahí hacemos, invitamos, cocinamos, preparamos. Y como dice el hermano Mike, desde temprano, desde muy temprano, a las 5 de la mañana hay que levantarse y acostarse a las 11, 12, 1 de la mañana, estar preparándose para otro día. Perdón, para otro día. Es un trabajo de sábado a sábado, que como hay que, cuando ya es, llegamos nosotros aquí, yo le digo como que me está saliendo la cruda del sueño, del cansancio. Duró ocho días con ese cansancio, pero la honra y la gloria sea para el Señor. Cuando uno va a misiones, hermanos, es mucho trabajo, pero es muy gratificante ver las almas que vienen. Nosotros no llevamos miles de lentes, simplemente los lentes que yo este año no uso y las que mis amigas o los que los familiares cambian cada año sus lentes, les digo regálenmelo, no los tiren, porque allá la gente, los adultos, ellos no tienen para ir a, a, a ver a un doctor que les dé lentes. Entonces, si uno quiere que lee la palabra, uno tiene que llevarles hasta los lentes para que ellos puedan mirar y leer la palabra del Señor. Nosotros no llevamos dentistas, no llevamos um, doctores, pero tenemos que salir a orar por los enfermos. Cuando terminamos nuestras clases, que nos llaman que alguna persona esté enferma, hay que salir a orar por los enfermos, ¿verdad? Pero el Señor va con nosotros y yo sé que si esta obra es la voluntad del Señor que siga adelante, un día vamos a llevar un equipo como el Pastor Mike. ¿Cuántos lo creen? Amén. Gracias, hermanos, por su apoyo. Sigan orando, que si es del Señor, que sigamos yendo cada año para allá, que nos abra una casa, porque ya no tenemos casa a donde llegar. Pero yo sé que mi Señor tiene muchas casas para nosotros. Dios los bendiga y gracias por todo su apoyo. Amén. Thank you, Church of the Redeemer. Happy Thanksgiving.